You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is going to largely be focused on Giants rookie quarterback Daniel Jones, who will make his first start as a Giant in Thursday's preseason game against the New England Patriots. That's something that Coach Pat Shermer announced earlier in the week. Eli Manning won't play. Many of the first-team veterans won't play in the final preseason warm-up for the 2019 regular season. What I'm going to do today, have a couple of special guests for you. We'll be talking with Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus about Jones, and we will also be joined by Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report. Daniel Jones, of course, attended Duke. Jason has spoken with us before, and we'll get a little bit of Jason's reaction to what we've seen from Jones so far, and he'll tell us a little bit about what the uh, the Duke community thinks of uh, of Jones' performance and all of the hubbub around him so far. A few odds and ends to talk about before we get to those two interviews, though. Reminder that the Giants do have their preseason finale on Thursday against the New England Patriots. In that game, as I said, you probably won't see very many of the Giants starters. You'll see a lot of the second and third team guys, a lot of interesting roster battles going on as the Giants try to set their initial 53-man roster for the 2019 regular season. We've been trying to detail some of those at Big Blue View. Lots of interesting things. Some of the undrafted free agents, tight end C.J. Conrad, linebacker Josiah Toefa. I apologize if I butchered the uh, the pronunciation of that name, but to be honest with you, uh, I'm really not sure how to pronounce that one. You've got uh, wide receiver Reggie White Jr. Uh, bidding for a roster spot and a few other young players as well. You've got veteran guys like Russell Shepard, Scott Simonson trying to hold on to jobs, guy like B.J. Goodson trying to earn his way onto the roster. So Thursday night's going to be really important for a lot of, of Giants players. Also wanted to remind you guys, roster cuts come up on Saturday. Please, we'll have a, uh, a, a stream going at Big Blue View to keep track of uh, of all of the roster cuts. Those cuts could come, you know, as early as Friday, at least some of those moves. Stay with us and we will keep you as up to date as we possibly can with the cuts and with our reactions to those. 
Also, a reminder for you guys that a new show is going to debut next week here on Big Blue View Radio as Chris Flum and Joe DeLeon debut the Chris and Joe show, which will appear or which will be available probably twice a week for you guys, maybe a little bit more often than that. We'll see how uh, how things go. But that show will debut next week. I'm kind of excited about that. Chris obviously lost his uh, his podcast partner when Dan Pizzuta moved on to Sharp Football at the beginning of August. So uh, we have a new partner for Chris on the podcast, and, and uh, we'll get that to you guys beginning next week. We hope you enjoy what... Uh, what Chris and Joe have to to offer. All right, Giants fans, let's get to our two interviews about Daniel Jones. First, we'll hear from Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus here to tell us what uh, what our good friends at PFF see in uh, in Daniel Jones. Austin, thank you very much for for joining me today. Of course, man. Thank you. Hey, so I did happen to see. I think uh, it was a radio appearance you did on uh, on a, show, a, a station in uh, Burlington, Vermont. I think it was one hundred one point three uh, the other day, where you basically uh, basically said, uh, you know, pump the brakes on on Jones a little bit. Um, it just uh, kind of explained for folks, uh, you know, where you are and where Pro Football Focus is on on Jones at this point. Yeah, so, you know, so far, Daniel Jones has played 32 preseason dropbacks. And while he's grayed out really well, looked very accurate with the football, specifically pushing the ball downfield, that's 10-plus yards down the field. We loved love his accuracy so far at Duke. He wasn't a very accurate quarterback at the short, intermediate, or deep level of the field. But he's proving that wrong right now. He's playing very well. But across 32 dropbacks, the biggest reason we want to pump the brakes really is sample size. He's only played – 32 preseason dropbacks, that's against backups, and early preseason action where defenses are playing very vanilla looks. You, you hear the interview with Steve Wilkes of the Arizona Cardinals. He said he didn't even game plan for his first two games on the defensive side of the ball and did a little bit of a game plan in his third game. I think you're seeing similar approaches across the NFL in the preseason. It's so difficult to grade these guys and place any weight in the grading from a preseason standpoint, especially from the sample sizes and who they're playing against, the defensive game planning, etc. But it is a good start for Daniel Jones. We can't put that aside. It is a good start. What we need to see now is to carry this good start into the regular season. I think I have to agree with that, Austin. You do have to realize what Jones has been facing, what he's been playing against. And it's been backups. It's been teams that aren't you know, dialing up their their pressure schemes or really trying to hide complicated coverages, and yet I think you know we have a, a one of our guys, Mark Schofield, here at Big Blue View. I don't know if you know Mark. He does quarterback work for for a number of places, a- and Mark was not on the Jones bandwagon, you know, heading into the draft, and yet Mark has been impressed by the quality of some of the throws. No matter what the competition is, I think that that some of the throws we've seen him make, the accuracy on some of the deep balls, the, the long sideline outs, maybe is a little bit 
surprising or, or more encouraging than some might have thought, you know, coming out of Duke? I would agree with that 100%. Something that's not going to change in the regular season is being accurate with the football. And so far, again, across a limited sample size, he's been very accurate throwing the football downfield. And if he can maintain that through the regular season, this will be a Duke, uh, Duke Jones. Daniel Jones, we haven't seen before. At Duke, he was not very accurate with the football, struggled to put the ball in the right places. But so far in the NFL, that's been a different story. He's been able to be very accurate with the football, great ball placement down the field. Two wide receivers that, let's be honest, aren't you know, the best group in the NFL, maybe one of the worst groups in the NFL. Daniel Jones has looked so much better than he did at Duke. Again, but you have to wait to see until he does it across a larger sample size before you're ready to start polishing Super Bowl rings and calling this guy the offensive rookie of the year. I think I just need to see more. The question, obviously, is when will we see more after Thursday night? Obviously, the Giants intend to to start Eli Manning week one against the Dallas Cowboys. I think they intend to ride with Eli Manning as long as they possibly can, as long as they're competitive, as long as they're in a playoff race. If not, I think we'll see Jones at some point you know, take over if the Giants, you know, simply realize that they're not good enough to be a playoff team. Where is pro football focus at this point? Where are you guys on who actually should be the Giants quarterback? Well, it's such an encouraging start for Daniel Jones that it only really makes sense to start him as soon as possible. If that's not week one, it needs to be soon after because we already know what Eli Manning brings to the table. And especially later in his career, these past few years, he's graded at a below average rate. He's been relying on a supporting cast to keep box score numbers afloat. And now with a, you know, a bad supporting cast, the offensive line is an outstanding, receiving core is decimated by suspension and injury, it makes sense to throw Daniel Jones in there and try to get him some reps, some experience, so he can adjust to the speed of the game and possibly prepare him for what I'm sure they hope he is, the quarterback of the future in New York. I think Daniel Jones needs the reps and experience. If he came into the preseason and the game looks too fast for him, he's struggling to get the ball out, similar to maybe some other rookie signal callers so far this preseason, it would encourage you to slow down a bit, you know, wait for, on Daniel Jones, let Eli Mann play out. But since Daniel Jones is playing at a high level, might as well throw him into the fire and see if he can turn great experience in the preseason into solid production in the regular season. Don't ask this guy to take you to the playoffs, but ask him to gain experience, to look comfortable from the pocket, and learn and develop as a signal caller. Would you agree with me, though, that right now it looks like the Giants aren't going to do that? They're going to uh, they're going to ride with Eli for a while and see where this goes. Yeah, just judging from what we've seen, I think it does it does it does look like they are going to start Eli Manning out of the gate, see what they can get from him. But again, I, I can't imagine that lease being long. You know, if they go down 0 and 2, 0 and 3, even, and Eli Manning doesn't look great in those losses you're going to have fans and coaches wanting this kid to get in the game. Daniel Jones belongs in the game. I I, I just don't know. It's it's tough to say all of it is speculation on what the Giants will do, but I just can't imagine this Giants team getting off to a slow start and not pulling the trigger on a Daniel Jones start. Well, we shall see. It is the – for for the Giants and, and Giants fans, it is really the story of the 2019 season is what will the transition to Daniel Jones look like? 
you know, when will it take place or will it take place at all during 2019? But Austin, I just kind of wanted to, to wrap up our, our short little segment here. Would you agree at this point, you know, although it's a small sample size, it, it has to be, I don't think the Giants can be vindicated by anything that we've seen so far, you know, from the criticism that they took of taking Daniel Jones at six. But it, it has to be encouraging to them that he at least looks like a competent NFL quarterback. Oh, 100%. All signs point to a very encouraging start for Daniel Jones. But the reason for reservation, again, is the sample size. And that small sample size looks completely different to what we saw across a larger sample size at Duke. If we saw the same Daniel Jones as we did across the small sample size that we did at Duke, it would be a different discussion. But it's been different. He's been better. And those signs are very encouraging. Of course, you can't you know, start high-fiving the draft room just yet. You need, him to see, you need to see him do it in the regular season, but all signs point to a very encouraging start for Daniel Jones. Does history, you know, looking at quarterbacks before I let you go, does history in your study tell you that, that a change in accuracy is really unusual for a quarterback from the college to the NFL level? Yeah, I would say that. I would say, you know, improving your accuracy, especially as quickly as Daniel Jones has, you know, you know, not being a very accurate quarterback at Duke in his final season to being one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the NFL preseason, that rapid change is unusual and a big reason why we're kind of holding, you know, biting our tongue and holding reservation for the Daniel Jones hype train and, you know, like I said, pumping the brakes to, on, on Daniel Jones. We need to see it across the larger sample size. It's tough to go from inaccurate to very accurate, especially when transitioning from the college to the NFL level. You can steadily improve in accuracy with better coaching, better mechanics, and so forth, but it doesn't happen overnight. And it seems like it has for Daniel Jones, which is very unusual and maybe a big reason why you shouldn't put all your stake in it right now. All right. Hey, before I let you go, why don't you give folks the, the pro football focus elevator pitch. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter the different uh, PFF, uh, you know, Twitter handles and uh, and what they can find over there with you guys coming up. Absolutely. So you go ahead and follow me at PFF underscore Austin Gale. And then for all of Pro Football Focus's content, go to PFF.com. We have fantasy football information, obviously information in the NFL and the NFL preseason. And we also just rolled out our Green Line product, which offers live betting advice on all FBS and NFL games this year. A lot of great stuff at PFF.com. I encourage you all to check it out. All right, Austin, thank you very much for a few minutes, and uh, hopefully if, uh, if we see some Daniel Jones during the season, maybe we'll get you back on to, uh, to discuss some of that. Sounds perfect. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Giants fans, our thanks to Austin Gale for spending a few minutes with us, giving us uh, the pro football focus viewpoint on Daniel Jones, the sort of slow your roll viewpoint, if you will, which obviously we understand, which makes sense, and obviously in many ways is correct. It uh, It's certainly worth Giants fans feeling good about Jones at this point, feeling like maybe this kid has a chance to justify being the sixth overall pick. Maybe in the end he will justify Dave Gettleman's faith in putting the future of the franchise in his hands. But three preseason games isn't enough to prove that that, that will be the case. 
it really should be just enough for us to be optimistic that Jones will have an opportunity to be a good player if and when his chance does come. Giants fans, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will get another viewpoint on Jones. That from Jason Evans of SB Nation's Duke Basketball Report podcast. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. Jason talked uh, to us about Daniel Jones back in January and considering all of the uh, all of the stuff going on with the Giants rookie quarterback these days, I thought we'd we'd go back to Jason for a little bit of uh, of an opinion on on all of that. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing great. I've had a a very good time watching Daniel Jones uh, make some of the naysayers take back their naysaying. Yeah, take back the naysaying. I suppose is is a, is a good way to do it, and and I'm guessing that. All of the uh, all of the the national you know firestorm and, and national attention that he's gotten. I mean, what what's the best way to describe the reaction down around the Duke community to to what's been going on with Jones? Well, I mean, the first thing is we're thrilled that he is living up to the the you know uh, admittedly it's just preseason <laughs> so let's not get ahead of ourselves but we're thrilled that he's living up to the expectations that the giants uh, organization um placed on him uh, at least so far uh, i will candidly tell you that there were a lot of duke fans who when daniel jones's name was called at number 6 were like whoa i'm not so sure about that uh, i mean we love our guy and we have uh, we have great faith in his ability. We saw him perform so so well for Duke for three years, uh, you know. Uh, so we thought he could be a very good NFL quarterback. But when you hear his name called at number six, even the most diehard Duke fans were a little bit like, "Uh oh, is he put is he getting put in a situation where he can't live up to the expectations in a media market where, to be honest, you know, sometimes they eat." eat guys alive i mean they, New York they, is they eat their they eat their young and they're old sometimes yes they do exactly yes and yes amazingly right now there there are many in the media who are more or less eating eli manning alive and saying that that the giants should play jones right away and and I'm just curious, you know, what your reaction is, and I'm sure you guys are aware of all of the, the media firestorm. You know, what's sure. your reaction to some of that? Uh, so uh, I think the media falls prey to leaping too fast in one direction and then leaping the other direction. Uh, all the negative stuff when Daniel Jones was taken at number six, uh, I, I think was unfounded. And and the the jump on the Daniel Jones bandwagon at this point may also be a little bit unfounded. Uh, I think most Duke fans, the, the pulse I get from the Duke community is we're really happy that Eli Manning is going to be the starter on day one and that Daniel Jones is going to get some number of games, maybe the entire season, maybe a portion of the season, but he's going to get some time to watch an experienced professional like Eli Manning to, to, to see what NFL games are like before he's thrown into the fire. I mean, everyone who follows the NFL is aware that the hottest young commodity in the NFL these days is Patrick Mahomes. 
And Patrick Mahomes did not play as a rookie. And so everyone sort of sees that maybe this is the way to get your guy where he needs to be. Let him watch for a little bit. So I think the Duke fan community, uh, you know, we're not falling prey to to all the hype around Daniel and saying he needs to be the starter on day one because we want to see him succeed. And we think the best way to succeed is probably easing into the job, not being thrown into it immediately. You mean you're actually calling for patience? You want Giants fans and, and, and Giants media <laughs> to show patience? I know. It's I shocking, mean, isn't it? do I need to launch into an Allen Iverson you know, type type speech about patience here. Come on, <laughs> we're talking about patience. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I I do hope folks show patience, and and I I hope the patience is in two ways. One of them is uh, I don't think Jones needs to be the starter on day one, and the second is when once he is playing in the games, uh, you know, don't expect him to complete eighty percent of his passes with three touchdowns. Um, in his first game, uh, he has been unbelievable in the preseason, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. I think the Giants, the Giants saw something special in him, and th- so far he's lived up to it. Um, and, and you know, I'll, I'll let the folks, I'll let your viewers, your listeners in on a, on a, on a, uh, you know, on a, on a little bit of inside info. You were on my podcast just a couple days ago, and you had, I thought, a great line where. You said when you, you know, and you heard this from someone else, when there's a kid that you think can be a quarterback for you, no price is too high. You cannot go out of that draft not getting that kid. So the Giants went and they got their guy, and that's great. But I want Giants fans to be patient and not expect him to be the second coming on day one. And it's funny because Eli Manning, is a great example of that, to be honest with you. Eli took over in the 10th game of the 2004 season, took over from Kurt Warner, and Eli was awful. The Giants went 1-6 in Eli's seven starts. He was absolutely awful. He wasn't a whole lot better in 2005. You know, he was okay in 2006, and by 2007... The, the Giants fan base was ready to run him out of town. And then the Giants go on this magical run and win a Super Bowl. So it, it's kind of a cautionary tale. But, you know, in the day of the Internet and the day of all the social media and Twitter, nobody wants to hear it. But he may not, you know, Jones, when he gets his chance to play, he may not hit the ground running. He may take some time. It's not. It's not all going to be, like you said, it's just not all going to be you know, 80% completions and, and everything's rosy. And and I'm just curious, you hinted at it, you know, the New York media, which right now, you know, everybody loves the backup. Everybody loves the, the, the up and coming kid. Once they start to see the warts, once they start to call him out and criticize when he makes mistakes, you know, so far he's been tremendous with the media he's handled everything really well he handled the baker mayfield you know blows my mind stuff really well oh he was perfect on that that was uh, he has such maturity Uh, one of the things that david cutcliffe i think really preaches and and one of the things he really finds in the quarterbacks that he takes under his wing 
is uh, he finds guys who have the mental capacity for the job. And, and let's be clear, quarterback is the most important, in my opinion, the most important single position in all of sports. Uh, there's, there's no such thing as a good NFL team that doesn't have a good quarterback. Right. So, you know, it's uh, I'm just curious. I think he'll be fine in terms of being able to handle, you know, when the inevitable criticism comes. Do uh, you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And 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 I think Eli is a good example of, of the kind of character and the kind of temperament that you'll probably see from a Daniel Jones. And again, it's because they are both disciples of David Cutcliffe. But I mean, look, you know much better than I do. It, it hasn't all been, you know, rosy and wonderful for, for Eli Manning. You talked about early in his career, but even at other times in his career, um, there's been criticism of him. Um, and, and he's always handled it with, with absolute professionalism. Um, he doesn't get flustered. Uh, he lets the media say whatever silly thing the media may want to say, and he goes out there and tries to do his job the best he can. And I think Daniel Jones is going to be that same kind of person from a temperament standpoint. And I think that's useful. I think that's valuable. Um, having a quarterback who is capable of putting all the noise, all the craziness aside and perform on the field is pretty pretty good thing. That that's really important in New York in that media market. But hey, you know, I have to ask you, we're talking about temperament. Have you been looking at some of the Eli Manning Daniel Jones photos? Some of the Oh my gosh. <laughs> some of the hey, they're they're twins kind of pictures. It's it it's pretty hilarious. You see the same facial expressions, the same head turns. It's I, I have to tell you, it's it's really, really scary. Yeah, it's uncanny. Although I'll tell you, my favorite, my favorite photo of the two of them thus far that I just thought was hysterical. Someone on the Internet, uh, someone on Twitter posted a photo. They said the saddest Eli Manning photo ever. And it was I'm not sure if you've seen this. It was after the, the most recent uh, preseason game. Daniel Jones is surrounded by 10 or 15 members of the media who all have microphones in his face asking him questions. And right next to him in the locker room is Eli Manning seated, getting dressed, and literally no one is talking to him. No one has a word to say to him. Uh, and I thought that was just absolutely hysterical. I'm sure that folks talked to him before they talked to Jones or after they talked to Daniel, they went over and talked to Eli. It's not like you don't want to talk to Eli Manning. He's the quarterback of the team. But I thought that was that was hysterical. But you're right. I've seen a number of photos where I, I look at them and I'm like, wait, wait, which one's Eli Manning? Which one's Daniel Jones? They they look alike. And I guess that's not a bad thing if, you know, if you're following in one guy's footsteps. Right. I have to explain to people, I did see that photo and I happen to know the, the reporter, Tom Rock from Newsday, who took that picture. And, you know, Tom actually wrote a story about taking that picture because he was nervous about taking it. Because what happens what happens in the locker room, and, and you know this, is a lot of times yeah. guys are getting dressed. And the, the rule of thumb basically in an NFL locker room is you wait until a guy gets dressed. You wait until he turns around. You wait until he says, okay, I'm ready. And, and the media talked to Daniel on that particular night before they had talked to Eli. It is, however, 
a very apropos picture of what's going to happen here sooner or later. Sooner or later, this is going to be Daniel Jones's show, and Eli is going to be you know, yesterday's news. You know, I thought it was interesting. I've seen in the locker room a couple times this year where, where usually at the end of games, the Giants will bring Eli Manning to the podium. They might bring Saquon Barkley to a podium. They haven't sure. been bringing anybody to a podium in preseason. They've just been doing all of the player interviews in the locker room. And what's been really interesting is that by the time the media gets in the locker room in preseason, Eli's been gone. And oh, it's, interesting. It's, I did not know that. It's been interesting yeah. that Eli's been gone because I think he knows and the organization knows that right now the attention is on Jones. And he doesn't want to be sitting there because he lockers like two lockers away from Daniel. Right, right, right. And and they don't want that scene in the locker well, and, room. And, you know, they and, don't, and if you're, go if ahead. you're Eli Manning, I mean, how much, how much more is there? What, what are they going to ask him? Right. It's going to elicit a, a, a compelling response from him. I mean, Eli Manning is a competitor. He's still, I'm sure I know from a lot of reporting, and you know this better than I do, he still feels like, you know, this is my job. This is my team. I'm going to lead them to the playoffs. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have another great season, and the Giants are going to have another great season. So, what, you're going to, I mean, the only question you're going to ask him is, oh, how's Daniel Jones doing? How do you feel about this guy who everyone says is going to replace you at some point? Eli doesn't want to talk about that, and he's not going to give you an answer about that that's going to be satisfying. He's a professional, so he's not going to denigrate Jones at all. And, you know, you're just looking to create a controversy if you're asking him those kind of questions. I don't blame Eli Manning for leaving. There's nothing for him to say. I mean, we all know the questions, and we all know the answers already. Right. There's nothing for, there's nothing to be gained by it, so... You know, so let let him let Jones have his spotlight for now, and and we'll see what happens in the regular season. I know Giants fans are are excited about Jones, more excited than they were when the Giants drafted him. Um, you know, but but as Pat Shermer said, you gotta we can't put him in the Hall of Fame yet. You gotta slow your roll a little bit. I think it's I think it's exciting for Giants fans that we see that hey this kid does have a chance to be to be an NFL quarterback. I just before I let you go, I did want to ask you I don't know if you've had a chance to really watch any of the Giants preseason games, you know, but if you have, has he done anything? Has he made any throws that that have really surprised you or is that what we've seen from him pretty much is, is that the player that, that you thought the giants were getting? Uh, he's been more accurate than I, than I thought he would be. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll start by saying I, I have not watched a lot of the giants games. What I've watched is, uh, you know, highlights and cuts of Daniel Jones. That's where my interest is here. <clears throat> no offense to the giants. I'm, I'm not, a Giants fan. I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, uh, but but from what I've seen of Daniel, I, I feel like he's made uh, he's shown a little more accuracy, perhaps, than he showed at Duke. I, I've, I've been a little surprised. He was so effective at Duke as a runner. Um, in addition to passing, I, I feel like we haven't seen him unleash very much of that yet. I know at the NFL, everyone is faster. Everyone's bigger. And the last thing you want, especially in preseason, is for your quarterback back to get hit uh, get why we haven't seen that kind of thing but if your giants fans out there be ready i'm i'm betting they have stuff in their arsenal whether it's read option or you know naked bootleg kind of kind of things 
that, that can be really effective with Daniel Jones that probably don't work with, with an Eli Manning who, who isn't as young and who isn't, who isn't as fast and, and probably as durable as, as Daniel Jones is. So I've been a little surprised we haven't seen much of that. But, but for the most part, what I'm seeing is he's throwing to receivers who, have, who get open better, who are faster, who are bigger and have better hands than what he had at Duke. There were, he had a ton of drops at Duke. I mean, his completion percent. I, I said this to you when we spoke over the summer. His completion percentage at Duke was affected by the quality of his receivers. And I don't mean to imply they were terrible. Some of them were fairly decent. T.J. Ramming, who who's still trying to make an NFL team this year as an undrafted rookie and who's done fairly well in the preseason, was a pretty good receiver for Daniel Jones. But most of the rest of the receiving core, they, they had a case of the dropsies at times. And so I think Daniel Jones is really enjoying throwing to NFL caliber receivers at this point, and, and the results speak for themselves. I, I think you're absolutely right there. One thing I will tell you is I was at practice on Monday, and, and folks that listen to your show will get a kick out of this. Jones hasn't made a whole lot of mistakes in training camp, in games, whatever. Monday afternoon in practice, he threw an interception. You know, mind I've heard you, this story. This is a great story. <laughs> mind you, he's wearing the red jersey, and they're going at that point, you know, basically three-quarter speed. He sprinted to the sideline. He dove at the ball carrier, and he knocked the ball out and created a fumble. And, and, and after practice, he, he was asked about that, and he said, that probably wasn't a real good idea, <laughs> but but it was just that, sort that, of typical, I think. Yeah, that's the kind of competitor that he is. Um, he made a mistake, and and look, uh, you can probably count on one hand the number of mistakes he's made since he's been drafted by the Giants. So he made a mistake, and his immediate reaction was, "I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to fix it." Um, and God, isn't that exactly what you want from your quarterback? Well, it is, except maybe not when he's wearing the red non-contact jersey. <laughs> I, I think Daniel Jones doesn't know how to not be a competitor. There you go. Hey, Jason, I appreciate your your time, and and hopefully, you know, if when uh, if and when Daniel gets to play during the regular season, we'll uh, we'll touch base again. That sounds great, and I, I wish the Giants all the luck in the world. Uh, Duke fans are now Giant fans because. Look, our program doesn't have a lot of pros. There are a few guys smattered here and there. Every so often we'll get a first-round draft pick every five, seven years or so. Daniel Jones may be the most prominent Duke football player since Sonny Jurgensen. Wow. Go, go, go back. Wait a Sonny Jurgensen. He has a chance to be the most prominent Dukey since Sonny Jurgensen on a football field. And so we're incredibly excited about his future and what he can do with the Giants. All right. Thank you much, Jason. We will talk again uh, during the season. Bye-bye. Okay, that's our show for today. We thank you for listening. As always, we remind you to please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Please check out our website at bigblueview.com. Check us out on Instagram, big underscore blue underscore view.com. Please remember to, uh, to follow the website thursday night as the giants face the the new england patriots in their preseason finale and check out our coverage all weekend long as we follow the roster cuts 
and let you know our the all of the news and our analysis as the Giants set their initial 53-man roster for the 2019 season. All right, Giants fans, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.